Hello, I'm Amber Lowther and welcome to another episode of Fashion Avenue. I've always been so obsessed with fashion and beauty and I've had my blog for nine years now and I work as a journalist. I love that you can change your look every day with what you wear or how you do your makeup. And I particularly have such a strong love for Australian fashion labels. Today, I'm chatting to Diana DePetro, co-owner and creative director of Mossman. With over 10 years of experience in the fashion industry, working in both Australia and New York, Diana started working as a designer for Mossman until taking over the brand with her business partner, Ben, seven years ago. Now they run the show and bring us some of the most fashion-forward and innovative collections inspired by Aussie style with European direction. I chat to Diana about the difference between thinking like a designer to thinking like a creative director, why they chose to buy the brand instead of starting their own, and the staples you need in your wardrobe for every season. If you want to know all of this and more, then make sure you keep on listening to this episode of Fashion Avenue. Diana, thank you so much for chatting to me on Fashion Avenue. No, thank you, Amber, for having me. Like I said, it's an amazing opportunity and glad to be a part of your team. So oh, that's thank so you. Lovely. No, you're welcome. I'm so stoked to talk to you. Um, I'm a big fan of Mossman and I'm really oh, interested. Thank you. Oh, no, you're welcome. I'm really interested to know your story and I'm interested to know about your introduction to fashion. Well, I've had a very hectic, I guess, to fashion but it's all been done with lots of passion and love. I've been in the fashion industry for such a long time working for like other Australian labels in the industry as like an assistant designer and then I moved to New York for about four years for a little while um, and worked over there just for something a bit different. It was always on my bucket list but nothing beats Australia like home is you just appreciate home so much more and then when I got back I was kind of doing little bits and pieces here and there and I was contemplating whether or not I did want to go back into the fashion industry because I was a bit confused and we had the um, economic crisis going on at that stage yeah, right. and then I quickly just woke up to myself and was like, no, this is what I love. I eat and breathe it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've been working at Mossman for the last, well, I've had the brand with my business partner, Ben, for the last seven years Wow. and prior to that, I was working as a designer with the existing owners. Yep. for two year, two uh, almost three years so yeah the last seven years have been like amazing now that it's like my own yeah. um and Ben and I have just kind of built it into what it is today like we've kind of evolved the brand tweaked it we've really kind of found our feet in the marketplace it's taken us a while to get to where we are today there's been lots of trial and error but I guess that's part of growing and evolving and learning about who your customer is. We did a lot of brand research to work out the vibe of the brand as well. And we spent a lot of time with a company called Studio Studio, a guy called Daniel Frigo. We spent a lot of time working with him on our branding, which that definitely helped a lot because when you're designing a collection, you know who you're designing for. Mm -hmm. As much as you add your own kind of signature style into it as well and elements of that, it's always nice to know who you exactly are so you know who exactly you're designing for. So true. I think that's so important. And how did you first get involved with the brand and why this brand? I always shopped at Mossman before I worked here and I just loved the product. I was very passionate about it. And I said to myself that the next brand that I work for, I wanted to work for a company that where I love the product and I was very passionate about it Mm -hmm. because I've always worked for brands like, yes, you love the product, but you don't 
necessarily would wear it all the time. So it had a bit of a soft spot for me. So that's basically uh, my intention with that side of fashion and Boston. That's great because it's better getting into something that you're really interested in and love rather than just finding any job, right? 100%. 100%. And you spend 90% 90 of your time at work. So you need to love the people that you work with and you need to love what you're doing. And I find that like really important. I suppose as I get older and you become wiser and I guess you mature a lot more and you see things from a different lens, it just makes so much more sense now. Absolutely. I love that. And you ended up buying the business, as you said. So what made you take the leap opposed to starting your own brand? It was a bit of a risk, actually, but I was going through like a bit of a mediocre time in my life. And I was just like, you know what, what the hell? Then also worked for Mossman prior to the two of us buying Mossman. So Mm -hmm. him and I just connected really well and get on like a house on fire and we just balance each other out we're just like let's give it a go like I feel like sometimes life is about taking risks and Mm -hmm. if you don't take the risk how are you ever going to know and if it doesn't work it doesn't work you try something else and we both had very strong morals and values on you know what we could do with the brand and where we could take it and we had a really good support network and mentors as well helping us just navigating in the beginning because obviously it was all very new to us as well like it's one thing to design a collection but it's another thing to be able to run a business at the same time and manage staff and stores and online and whatnot no it's worked out really really well so we've been very fortunate yeah oh my goodness and was well obviously there probably is now that I've heard that but was there anything you wish you knew prior to taking it on not necessarily I think you do learn a lot and I think sometimes when you make mistakes that's when you learn from it like yes you say I wish I had known that prior to that happening but you know if you make you're always going to make mistakes like no business is ever perfect now I look back you know seven years ago oh we should have done this or we should have done that but I guess we wouldn't be where we are now if we didn't go through those learning curves and working out what's right and what's wrong yeah so yeah it's been a good opportunity in that sense yeah, and I guess it shapes you and the business and makes it kind of stronger when Absolutely. you go through that. Yeah, 100%. And what did you find was the biggest challenge after taking on the brand? Pretty much just dealing with like obviously staff, stores, trying to allocate your time, like finding time to design but also finding time to manage and that's when Ben and I kind of like he took on the responsibility of managing the stores and um, the financial side of the business and I took on more of the design aspect of the business and then obviously my job requires a lot of traveling as well obviously not at the moment but prior to COVID yeah like I travel to China like every two months and spend time there with the factories and go to the fabric markets and things like that but yeah no Ben and I have really found our role quite perfectly like we've really got them down pat now so it's all balanced out which is really good. Yeah really good balance like how good is that that he was interested in doing that side of of everything and you were interested in doing you know all the design and creative aspect that's perfect. Yeah no it works really well and it's good because we bounce ideas off each other as well it's kind of nice to kind of just go to someone as opposed to being on your own and it's like oh who can I ask that question to and it's nice to just be able to go hey Ben like what do you think about blah 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 and you know vice versa. So yeah. Um, yeah, it worked well. And it's good that you had that trust that you had formed and that friendship as well prior to. Yeah. And it's just elevated our relationship, not only professionally, but also, I mean, personally, we're always pretty tight knit from a professional basis. And we just kind of always seem to think the same things and we seem to be on the odd, the same page. 
we have our odd disagreements every now and <laughs> yeah. then and we'll, we'll agree to disagree, but that's completely normal. So yeah, it's absolutely. good. It's a very healthy relationship. Good. That's good. And do you remember yeah. your first collection after you bought the company? Oh, I did. And I looked back at those collections and was like, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that just goes with age. And I guess yeah. as you, like I say, you evolve and whatnot. Just the other week, we are going through like old lookbooks and old photo shoots. And we're like, wow, yeah. we've just come such a long way since then. And I look at those lookbooks and I like cringe a little bit going, <laughs> oh my God, look at what we're producing now to what we were producing back then. But <laughs> It's made us who we are today. You know, there's no regret. It's all a learning experience. And seven years ago, like everything was so different then. Oh, my God. There was like neon trending (laughs) and it's like neons, like what the hell? Just, you know, lots of patterns and busy prints. And yeah. yeah, we're just so different now compared to back yeah. then. But yeah, it teaches you so much. Yeah, it's like looking back to photos when you were younger going clubbing and you're like, why did I wear that? Or like- wear that, exactly, <laughs> exactly right. So true, so, so true. And so how yeah. did you go from thinking like a designer to then thinking like a creative director? And what's the difference there? There's not too much of a difference in our design team, I guess. We still design and I still design with my team. Alyssa, who's another designer on our team, we work very closely together. And I guess the difference between a designer and a creative director is I have to go into meetings or whatnot. I'll just brief Alyssa. Like, I mean, we sit side by side each other anyway, but I'll brief her and tell her this is what the vibe that I'm thinking for this particular collection and she'll just go away with it and kind of run with it if I can't be there every step of the way. That's probably like the main difference. And I guess with a creative director as well, organizing photo shoots and working with like our art director on like where we're going to go with the shoot and the vibe, the mood, the Mm -hmm. lighting, the set. So there's lots of other different aspects that, you know, you don't see like it's not just about designing clothes. It's about inspiring your customer and and bringing your story to life. Yeah, I love that because you're not just, I guess, sitting down designing all day. You get to be creative in other ways. Absolutely. And that's what I love most about the role is that we get to, you know, do so much research, whether it's online or social media or whatnot, or just going out to the city and just people watching and seeing what life people are wearing and things mm-hmm. like that. So it doesn't actually feel like you're, you're working. And I think when you're passionate and love what you do so much, it actually doesn't feel like work. Because totally. I even find myself at night, you know, on the couch and I'm going through social media or I'm, you know, going through websites online and, I'm constantly researching, going, oh, I love this shape or, you know, I might see a fabric of some sort and go, oh, what could we do with this? Yeah. So there's lots to it, but it's all good. Do you ever switch off? I try to. (laughs) I do try to. But, you know, you you do need to find that balance with work and life. Yeah. And I think with having Alyssa as another designer on board, that's kind of alleviated a lot of pressure for me. You know, there's been plenty of sleepless nights, but I feel like I sleep more peacefully these days. And when I'm now going on a holiday, like it used to be dealing with China while I'm away, dealing like with everything, no matter where I was. Mm -hmm. Whereas now that I know that like we've got another designer, it kind of alleviates a lot of that pressure. So I actually get to enjoy myself. Yeah, that's great. Um, But it took a long time to get to that point. Like now, 
takes me a few days to just like I check in with work and then I'm like, okay, I can relax now. Like everything's under control and being a control freak as well and super organized. Like I just like to make sure if I know that I am going away, that everything is like completely done. So yeah, there's no loose ends or leaving anything unattended to. Yeah, I think I'd be a bit of the same because I'm a bit of a control freak myself. And it's just, yeah. it's just that kind of like um, peace of mind as well. You're like, okay, now I can yeah. relax. <laughs> exactly. And when it's your own business, I don't think you ever consciously switch off. Like I think you subconsciously try to, yes. but like you always feel like, you know, your pulse is on the dial kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You're always ready to go in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And yeah. yeah. In, in a non-COVID world, what does a day or a week look like for you? Oh, manic, 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 <laughs> manic, but it's good. No, the weeks, the days, the hours, they just fly by. But generally we have fittings twice a week, pretty much designing every other day, having sales meetings on a Tuesday with our whole team at head office, going through, you know, sales reports, what's working, what's not working, bestsellers, going through like talking about online, talking about ads that are working and and what we need to promote more of it just it never ends and then obviously getting kind of torn into different meetings about different types of things whether it's about the business or you know what are we going to do next kind of planning ourselves for the next six to 12 months on on a marketing level on a design level Mm -hmm. putting strategies in place organizing more photo shoots it never ends but it's a lot of fun yeah oh I'd love to be like a fly on the wall (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, when you move to Melbourne, you're more than welcome to come in and experience a week at Mossman, definitely. Yes, please. Take me. I'm you ready. might need some Panadol, but that's all right. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I'll be stocked up, ready to go. <laughs> and how much lead time do you usually have when working on a new collection? Is it six or 12 months? Yeah, pretty much. So at the moment, we're working on our May collection, which yep. is autumn, winter 2021. Mm-hmm. Can't wait till we get to 2021. Oh, yes, same. Yeah, so we're working on that at the moment. And then we're just implementing some new little capsules, which is really exciting that we've got in the pipelines that we're going to release next year. Some things we've had to put on hold, obviously, due to the current circumstances, but there's some things that we can give the green light and go ahead and doing. So, yeah, no, there's lots of fun and exciting things happening for 2021. I can't wait. So it hasn't slowed down too much then. You're still working ahead and getting things done. Absolutely. Initially, when COVID first happened, obviously, China were in lockdown down so they were experiencing what we hadn't experienced yet so Mm -hmm. there was a a bit of a delay there for like about a month but now like we're all in full swing ready to go I'm excited 2021 bring it on I know (laughs) I say that too yeah I can't wait for the 31st of December 2020 I think everyone's going to be partying this year oh no oh I can't wait yes providing everything goes to plan so yeah fingers crossed yeah absolutely and so what's the design process like when building a collection from scratch it's very full-on because I change my mind all the time because I see so many different things like Alyssa and I might plan, you know, know what we're doing for this particular collection when we've got the fabrics and then, you know, the following week I'm out in China and I'm at the fabric market and I see all these other amazing fabrics and we kind of throw a spanner in the work with changing everything. But there's a lot of research involved definitely and making sure that we're on trend with colors and silhouettes and whatnot and then just making it our own and making sure that it's staying true to the Mossman customer and the brand but there's a there's a lot of 
chopping and changing. Like we might put a collection together and we'll sketch it all, all up and we'll analyse it on the board. And then we like, oh, I don't know about this. And then we'll look at it like a few days later, like fresh eyes. Because sometimes when you're looking at it so often, it kind of all looks like a bit of a blur. And then we'll present it to our team in-house for them to have a look at it. And they kind of give input like from an online perspective, different personalities, which is kind of always good as well. And then we get a first sample done of the whole collection. And then we basically fit it on our fit model and we look at how we change it. If it's not sitting right, do we take this particular style out? What do we replace it with? So there's lots of toing and froing um, yeah. in that respect. And then we do like another set of samples, which then goes out to our wholesale agencies. And then we shoot it and kind of then all just kind of comes to life on set days, like at the photo shoot. Just, it's pretty amazing when you see it all coming oh, to life. It's like, be... wow, love this collection. Yeah. yeah. You're probably like that all yeah. the time being like, oh, wow. Like it's just that kind of reveal moment. Yeah, exactly. And even sometimes at the last minute, we'll chop and change a sample and go like, let's put this in and, you know, we'll be on China's back going, oh, can you please quickly put in this silhouette in this fabric? And yep. But, yeah, no, like you have to be pretty organised. It's a tedious process, but it's a good process at the same time because I feel like you learn so much as well. And then what you envision on paper and then when you see the sample doesn't always necessarily marry up or mm-hmm. you might see like a sketch and go, oh, I don't know about that, but then you see the sample and it's like, wow, this looks even more amazing yeah. um, as a sample as opposed to a sketch or vice versa. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of work involved. It'd be so satisfying just, you know, getting the samples or getting the sample right and being like, okay, we actually worked towards yeah. this. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I think having the team look at it and critiquing it as well, mm. I think that's really good for us because we're not precious in any way. Like we love criticism, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Um, <laughs> I think it's a re- I think it's really important because it helps you grow and evolve and take your your brand and your collections to a whole nother level with totally. that information. Yeah. Whereas I know some people like find it hard, and even to this day, I still find it hard because you spend so much time and you put your blood, sweat, and tears into a collection. Then you know when you're hearing, oh, I don't really love that, or kind of like almost breaks your heart a little bit. Yeah. But as time goes on, you obviously learn to become more resilient and you definitely have to have a thick skin in this industry, oh, like absolutely. without a doubt. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you can't just drop it all in. No, <laughs> no. Do you get much feedback from your customers or, you know, them saying, oh, can we have this or I really want this or I want this to fit like this? Do you ever take that on? Oh, absolutely. Like we get our managers in store. They send us a manager's report at the end of every week. And basically, because we launch, even though we design a collection in a month, we then drop every single week of that month. So yeah. new product is going into our stores and online live weekly. So mm-hmm. They do a manager's report at the end of every week and they basically analyse everything and they always try on all the garments to see the fit and customer feedback, like if they're looking for a particular shape, like if we need more dressy tops or Mm -hmm. they're after a particular blazer, we take all of that feedback on board. And same in our weekly meetings that we have where we go through the sales report, you know, we get the feedback, like if we get any returns from online, like the reason for their returns and just general feedback from the team as well. So the more feedback, the better, and we take it all on board. Yeah, it just helps you evolve. Absolutely, absolutely. And a bit of a random question. It's probably a bit of like what came first, the chicken or the egg. Yeah. What comes first, the design or the fabric? 
a bit of both. A bit of both. A bit of both. Okay. Yeah, no, because sometimes I'm very inspired by fabrics. Like I love a lot of texture. So if yeah. I see a particular fabric, instantly my brain's running a million miles going, okay, we can do this shape. Yeah. We can do that shape. That'll look really well. And then sometimes I see particular shape that I love and then it's like, okay, well, I need to find a fabric that kind of repli- not replicates that shape but like still inspires me in a way that I love it. So, yeah, I like to be inspired by shapes but I would generally say definitely fabric. So sometimes we do things backwards, sometimes yep. we do things forwards. It just it depends on the vibe and what we're inspired by at that particular time. Yeah, I like that. It keeps things interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think you have to have an open mind as well. Like I, I think if you're so rigid and set in your ways, it kind of stops you from creating openly. Like I, mm. I, I don't like to have any barriers, whatever goes. Not whatever goes. I don't like to have particular styles or whatnot. Like if I find something or stumble across a fabric or something even in my fabric drawers and whatnot, I'll go through like old swatches that I've sourced from China that re-inspire me that I haven't kind of given a second glance before and yeah. I'll be like oh this would be, this would work really well for this month for this particular style so yeah you've got to keep an open mind yeah that's great advice too for any up-and-coming designers and you know who are trying to definitely yeah that's yeah amazing. absolutely and so Mossman is inspired by Australian style with European direction so what do you like most about Australian style that we well in Melbourne particularly that we all wear black even though I don't do much black (laughs) in the collections because obviously um color is what works really well for us yeah but people know what they want in Australia and I found over the past as well that Australians are becoming more open to taking a risk in a particular color and I find if you do like a simple silhouette but in like a a wow fabric or a wow color they can understand it a lot more. And I guess with fashion changing so rapidly all the time and and so many different trends, being able to educate Australians as well. And I feel like Australians are very much in the know of what's trending. They're not fashion trendsetters, I would say, but I definitely say they're fashion followers, but they pick up the trends a lot quickly than what they have in the past as opposed to like European yeah I love that yeah I love um all of our you know Australian brands and I think we just have some of the most talented people in this industry absolutely yeah we definitely do and so Mossman has always had a perfect balance between you know offering everyday wear to also designs with edge so what's the secret to making designs simple but not boring and edgy but wearable at the same time funny you asked me that question because there was a period of time up until like our October collection this year where we kind of moved in a direction where it was more occasion wear Mm -hmm. and I guess with this whole COVID-19 it gave us the opportunity to kind of stop and think and reassess about our collections because obviously people weren't going out at the time previous to doing so much occasion wear we were doing like a combination a really good balanced mix of casual wear occasion wear and we kind of found ourselves going more in the occasion wear direction whereas Mm -hmm. now like we've kind of taken a different approach from our November collection this year going forward where there's 30% occasion wear and more versatile pieces which can still be worn day to night Mm -hmm. but you can wear them with your sneakers you can wear them with your sandals you can wear them with your heels so for us it's more about having more versatile pieces in the collection because let's be honest we're not going to wear tracksuits 
forever. Yeah. Exactly. And I refuse to create a loungewear range <laughs> just because as much as everyone's wearing loungewear right now, like that's just now, like that's not going to always be the case. And I just yeah. didn't feel like it was on par with our brand. So many people said to me, why don't you do loungewear? Why don't you do loungewear? And I'm like, no, because it's not Mossman and it's not who we are. But yeah, right. there's other ways of interpreting loungewear in a Mossman way where it's technically not loungewear, but they're more versatile pieces that yeah. can be worn at home or, you know, dressed up to go out for dinner or to a bar or whatnot. So that's the direction that we're heading from our resort collection in November, which launches this year. So oh, very excited. excited about that. Yeah. yeah, no, it's amazing. We're oh, very, very excited. That's so great. And it's funny, like just looking at some of, you know, the different collections, whether it's, you know, people coming out with loungewear pieces and everything and just some of the brands that are really leading towards that now that I haven't really seen yeah. much of before. It's quite funny how all of a sudden everyone's popping up doing lounge wear and you know the oversized jumpers and and you know the track exactly and, you know yeah I think it's important that you stick to your brand and I think it's great that you're 100 percent in some way yeah and don't get me wrong like we all love to wear loungewear but it's how you interpret it I guess that you know in line with your brand as well so yeah. but I just refuse to take the brand down that direction I was just like no because it's not going to be here forever so totally. you know good good on the brand for maximizing it when they did but mm-hmm. like even now like I'm I want to get dressed up when I go to work and yeah you know like you just want to feel good about yourself as well which you still can in loungewear like there's only so much loungewear that you can wear and, and you get to a point where you're like, you know what? I'm so sick of wearing my trackies. I'm getting dressed up. Yeah, to exactly. Market. Yep. And you know yeah. what's funny? I was thinking about this the other day and I was like, well, with loungewear, I buy the cheapest stuff. Like I just Yeah, of, so do I. So I would rather, you know, save my nice things and, you know, things that I want to wear out to the brands that yeah. I really love and want to buy nice pieces from. Absolutely. And that's how I look at it as well. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, you want pieces that have got longevity. They're classic pieces that you can wear season after season. Um, great quality pieces, affordable prices. I feel like in these current circumstances, they're all the things that, you know, consumers are looking at. Like, am I going to get value for money for mm-hmm. that piece? Like, am I going to wear it again? Like, is the quality what it says it's it is all those type of things I think are really crucial in this day and age. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's great. And so where does all the design uh, inspiration come from and how do you predict what will sell? If I um, had a magic ball and I could foresee <laughs> the future, that would be amazing. We normally do and we get a pretty good gauge is our collection goes out to our wholesale agencies first and they sell the collection to obviously the independent boutiques in Australia and internationally and yep. to our majors. And we kind of get a good gauge of the best sellers through that so that kind of gives us confidence to back particular styles and order like additional quantities of particular styles that have worked really well and more often than not they seem to be like the winners and ones that don't get maybe as as much volume on other styles will kind of look at either do we a cancel it so not put it through to production Mm -hmm. or do we just order just for online exclusively if we're not sure. We make sure that everything that goes through production, that we're 100% certain on the style. What do you look at when you're looking at creating a new collection? What sort of inspires you? Well, obviously seasonality is is first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And then 
a lot of street, like I look at a lot of international bloggers like street style and then yep. I think about like the colours because we always determine like what colours we're going to do for that particular month. So we do like a forecast for the whole season, whether it's spring, summer or autumn, winter, so we know what colours. And we'll look at the colours and that'll kind of determine the styles. Like do we want to go some minimalistic? Do we want to add in some lace? Like and we'll combine different fabrics together to see but again it's a lot of trial and error because yeah. sometimes you think like the two work and then it's like no this color's bothering me it doesn't go with that color yeah. and when we do design a collection I like to make sure even though we've got stock that launches um, every week whether it's four or five drops in that month I like to make sure that everything can be mixed and matched back with if it was in drop one or drop three um, if the two colors because it's almost like having two stories in one but they yeah. need to be able to mix and match together. So yeah. even from a wholesale perspective or from a consumer perspective, if they come into store like at the end of the month and they see like that top that can go with that matching shirt, but oh, by the way, we launched this shirt, you know, just last week, which can also be tied back. So just making sure that there's lots of pieces that you can mix and match back with everything in the collection. So, yeah. you know, it's versatile and, you know, you get your wear out of it. Totally. And you need to create that story in the collection too, right? You can't just have a random piece on its own that just no. doesn't really match. Hence why it can be so stressful and have lots yeah. of sleepless nights during the design process. I find it hard to switch off like when I'm going to bed because that's when I start doing all of my thinking. So yeah. I've had to like start doing meditation to kind, oh, yes. kind of help me to like just relax and that's been helping so that's good. good but yeah it's very hard like when you're in the design process yeah to kind of switch off yeah your mind would just be running a million miles an hour yeah I'm like writing notes in my phone and yes. you know my partner's like what are you doing and I'm just like oh I just thought of an idea and he's like oh my god you're crazy but yeah do you ever think of your kind of ideas in the most random times like do you are you ever like yes. driving or you know yeah like, oh my god <laughs> Yes, like I'll either be in the shower or it's like when I'm about to fall into a deep sleep and I'll be like, oh my God, light bulb moment. <laughs> um, yeah, so many times or like I'll just pop down the street to go get lunch and by the time I've come back to the office, I'm like, oh my God, at least I've had a brainwave, we can do this. And she's oh like, God. oh my God, you're hilarious. I so Yeah, no, yeah, we both do that. Like we'll be sending each other stuff over night time and yeah, but we always, we're always on the same page, which is a good that's thing. That's great and that's so fun. I love that. Creative. Yeah. And um, what styles do you think need to be in, I guess, like a spring-summer collection and an autumn-winter collection? Are there just always styles or silhouettes that you're always like, okay, we need to have this? Yeah. Well, we have an essentials collection that we want that we run throughout the whole year. Mm-hmm. They're mainly more stipulated for autumn, winter, and I guess obviously that's something that we're working on for spring, summer because we've yeah. always kind of not been as strong with essentials in spring, summer. But you know, you must have blazer, your essential top that can be worn with jeans or a dressy pant or a dressy skirt. Great pants, like we've got a few great silhouettes in pants that we just run all year long some lace dresses which are just simple classic silhouette in a beautiful dainty lace that we sell truckloads all throughout the year and I guess for us like an opportunity that we see for us is obviously like knitwear so we're introducing for spring summer next year like some lightweight knitwear dresses and pants and tops and stuff like that so we're going to try that and see how that goes yeah we would love to definitely add some more summer spring summer essential pieces to the collection and just stuff that you know shirt dresses and 
simple pieces that can be worn all year round. Great. I love that. That's so exciting. I'm such a spring mm, summer girl, I'm, obviously. But me too. So. Me too. I hate the winter. I love winter fashion, but I yep. hate the winter weather. Oh, same. Yeah. Totally. I don't know how I'd survive down there, but give it a go. <laughs> oh, God. I feel for you. I'd rather be <laughs> in Brisbane, let me tell you. Oh, my God. Look, it's pretty great with the weather here. We don't really have winter, you know. It's just... um. I know. You're so lucky. So lucky. It's only really cold early morning and, you know, late afternoon tonight. At night. Yeah. yeah. And then you can go yeah. to the beach during the day and just be like, cool. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I have to relo- relocate to the north. Yes. Come, come and visit us. <laughs> but I'm a control freak. I'll never be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, the brand has a new collection, Chain Reaction, uh, that features a lot of velvet that I've noticed in checks as well as colours like black wine and even some zebra prints in there. Tell me about yeah. this collection and the inspo behind it. Um, so this collection, I love this collection. We've dabbled into velvet like previously, but not as much as what we have this year. Yep. And this year, like as velvet being such a big trend, I mean, it is every year, but bold velvet colours, like those jewel tones were really trending. And it was a bit of a risk for us. It could have gone one of two ways. It was either going to do really well or it was just going to do not so great. And we were like, you know, let's give it a go. Let's do a bold colour that we've never done before and I think it's really important as a Mossman consumer and staying true to the brand is what people love about Mossman is that when we do a simple silhouette but it's in a bold colour so mm-hmm. for example like the mulberry velvet suit the wide leg pant it's yes. a silhouette that we've done in the past and it, it's a great selling pant it's really important to keep your silhouette simple when you're doing such a bold color and fabric like that we didn't know whether or not the velvet was going to work but it's been such a huge success for us so it's been amazing and so that gives us the confidence to go you know what like if we want to use velvet next winter we can and we've just got to own you've just got to own it you need to market it well you need to shoot it well you need to show how it's worn and be able to scream out loud and go this is how you wear it. Like you must have this suit. And I think then that gives your consumers the the confidence to be able to wear it, like just own it. Totally. I love when I see someone walking down the street in just something so out there or something that's a bright color. And I'm like, oh my God, they're rocking it. Absolutely. And that's a big thing for us because we want our women to feel confident in what they're wearing. Like, you know, when they, the moment they zip up that garment or button up that garment, you want to feel like, wow, I love this. Like yeah. I can totally rock this, you know, and, and feel so good about yourself. So things are just so important. Yeah. And I think that's what I love so much about fashion is that you can reinvent yourself every day, but also you can put something on and just feel so amazing. And then, you know, we've also obviously having the checks and the zebra prints and yep. the slinky fabric. You've also got to incorporate those pieces for the for the person that's not such a risk taker in a bold colour. So you've always got to make sure you have something on offer for the younger girl and also for the more mature customer and, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure that you're covering what their concerns may be. So you've just got to have like a really good balance of everything so you've got something for everyone within your demographic and your customer base. Yeah, great advice too. Like that's so important and to cover all bases. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Because then I think you, you lose, like it's all good and well to have that highlight piece, but then what do you have for that customer that doesn't have that confidence to actually wear that you know and then you kind of lose that customer so Mm -hmm. it's really important that we have something on offer for everyone totally I love that 
And if we took a look inside your wardrobe, uh, what styles or pieces are staples (laughs) for you no matter what season? A blazer, definitely, hands down, a blazer. (laughs) It's like my uniform. I just love it. I have so I have a rack just allocated just for blazers. Like I I have so many blazers. They're predominantly all black, but I have like some navy. I have some colourful ones in there as well. Yeah, a blazer is my go-to. Yes, and you rock it too. I do love a blazer. It just dresses up in an outfit. Like it totally. just gives it a bit of a, a modern edge to it. Mm. You could just be wearing a t-shirt dress and you just throw on a blazer and it gives you another vibe. Like yes. it's amazing what it does. I love like the look with, you know, a blazer, <laughs> a t-shirt, some like boyfriend jeans and Me heels. Too. Yep. So love, love, love. Yep. You're speaking my language. <laughs> Amazing. We're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's a scenario. You have to walk out the door in five minutes. What's your go-to outfit? Oh my God. Five minutes. Holy shit. <laughs> um, probably a pair of, I'm going to say a pair of our black pants that we just launched in April because they're my new go-to at the moment. Great. They're stretchy and they've got the front split at the moment. I love the that. Moment. Oh my God. And you can zip them down to wear with the leggings. So I'd probably definitely throw that on with a t-shirt yep. and a blazer. Amazing. Great. What shoes yep. would you do? Depending where I'm going, I'd do sneakers. If not, I'd do a heel. But oh, more nice. often than not, heels. Yeah. I pack a pair of heels no matter where I'm going. Oh, totally. You need to have a heel at the ready. Yes. Absolutely. But yeah, that would be my go-to. Amazing. Um, Okay. So I wanted to dive in to some random questions for you if I can. Of course. Okay. Number one. (laughs) Should I be scared? No, don't be scared. Everyone gets so scared or so nervous and I'm like, it's just a bit of fun. (laughs) Uh, What's the best fashion advice you've received? Less is more. Great. Staple. I love it. Less is more. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. And would you rather win the lottery or live twice as long? Live twice as long. Oh, why? Because if I know what I know now, like if I knew that back then mm-hmm. and wanted to change, not that I have any regrets, but to be able to change it and relive it, knowing what you know now, um, I'd be very interested to see like what would happen. But the lottery would be good too. Yeah, that you, um, yeah would be alright. That that would that would be totally handy. But in terms of like life, yeah, no, I'd like to live twice as long. Yeah, imagine getting like an extra ten years in each decade. You know that you age. Ah. Uh, It'd be amazing. Yeah. I'd love that. Totally. Yeah. That would be great. And um, That's a great question, that one. I oh, like that thank one. you. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought that one would be a bit of a random one, but why not? I like that one. No, it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> and um, I thought this one might stump you a little bit. Choose one, blazer or heels? Blazer. Blazer. Oh, but heels. Oh, I don't know. Blazer, 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 blazer. Oh, no, I definitely blazer. blazers. <laughs> I do, I do. And um, finally, where can we find out more about Mossman and get our hands on some amazing pieces? So obviously, definitely our website, which is www.mossman.com.au. We're also stocked in Maya on the Iconic. Right. We've also got our two independent boutiques, which all the details are online. And we also have our wholesale stockers around Australia as well. So right. if you email inquiries to find a location that's close to you, we can also do that. Amazing. Great. How exciting. Thank you. 
Yeah. Diana, you've been so amazing. Thank you so much for uh, chatting no, all things thank Mossman. you. No, it's been amazing. Thanks again for the chat. And when you come down to Melbourne, you definitely have to come and spend a day um, with us. That would be amazing. I'll be like a little work yeah. experience girl. No, it'll be great. <laughs> it'll be great. And I'll have to send you a blazer as well oh so you can God. see what I'm talking about. Yes. In the most amazing fabric, you'll love it, I promise we'll you. We'll be twins. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Thank you. It'll be your new must-have piece. Oh, my God, yes. I'll be styling up a storm. <laughs> yes, but thanks again for the chat. Really appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Thanks, Diana.